darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. The day that you were baptized, my friends, was the day that you became an enemy of the devil. Yes, you became enemy number one the day that you were baptized, the day that you were taken from the kingdom of darkness and placed in the kingdom of the light, being in Jesus Christ. Yes, being a Christian is not rose petals and long walks on the beach, but warfare, warfare against the devil, against the world, and the sinful nature. Now, if it were up to the devil... He would end this war, no doubt about it. He would end this war by seeing you hung on a cross like Jesus. He would rejoice in your destruction. However, since the Lord God has not permitted this to happen and has preserved you from these blatant attacks, well, the devil, he then resorts to more subtle ways of attacking you, more subtle ways to rip you away from your baptism. And that method is by tempting you. Now, we usually think of temptation as desiring something that we don't already have, or maybe even something we know that we shouldn't have, but that is actually greed. And for us as Christians, greed is usually too easy for us to recognize. So knowing this, the tempter, that is the devil, he does not always come to us in the ways that seem threatening. He does not always come with a noticeable red cap or a pitchfork and a grimacing laugh. In other words, his temptations do not always take the form of something we may even think we want. More often, he carefully offers us. He offers us a counterfeit of what God has already graciously 
given to us. For example, the Lord gives us our daily necessities and nourishment for our bodies. He gives us food. He gives us drink and clothing and shoes. He gives us house and farm and field and livestock, money and property and spouses and children and peace and health and good friends. He gives all of this to us out of his sheer benevolence and his graciousness. He longs and has joy in giving us these good gifts. However, the devil then comes along to tempt you and me with the appetites of our belly and our desires for riches. He comes to us in that still, quiet voice, and he whispers to us this, God has forgotten you. He does not care about your well-being. He does not want you to have a full belly. Oh, he does not want you to have good things. You know, God might even be a bad God. You know, come to think of it, you spend too much time with that faith and too much time at that church and it never pays off. You need to get what's coming for you. You need to reach out and seize all that money and possessions to be had. You deserve it. God will not become angry with you since you are only taking what is rightfully yours. And so, we give in. We give in to these temptations of the evil one. We fail to realize the gifts that the Lord has already given to us. And then we convince ourselves that we must fight for our daily bread. And when we claim and get a hold of our daily bread, we hoard it all. We convince ourselves that coveting and hoarding are not sin because somehow the Lord God does not care for us. In the end, our faith, yes, our faith shifts away from the Lord and his good gifts given to us, and it shifts away from the Lord and his gifts to ourselves and everything that we are lacking. We shift from gratitude to being a coveting hoarder who goes through life acting like a victim who never has enough stuff, which is exactly what the devil wants for us. You see, if we are fearing and loving and trusting ourselves and material things, we're not fearing and loving and trusting the Lord, which means the devil has us right where he wants us to be. Now, if the devil is not able to tempt us to give in to our desires of our belly and the desires for riches at the expense of leaving the Lord and his word, he then tries to see whether he can make us proud and reckless, to make us proud and reckless enough to rely on our own righteousness. You see, the devil knows how to behave in the church. He knows how to quote scripture. In fact, all heretical teachers, I repeat, all heretical false teachers can quote Holy Scripture, and they do so to the damnation of their listeners. So the devil, he uses Holy Scripture not to bless and edify you as God's people, but he uses Holy Scripture to tempt you away from the truth. The devil, he cites just enough Scripture in a way that he gives it to you so it's familiar, but yet he adds to it and subtracts to it so in the end, you end up saying this to yourself, God will be with me no matter what I do, so I can do whatever I want. I'm okay. I'm fine. No problem here. 
I can throw myself into whatever sin I want, and the Lord's holy angels will protect me so much that I will not dash against destruction. Now, if the devil is still unsuccessful, then he pulls out all the stops and promises power and dominion only if you do things his way. In other words, if you and I only do things his way, we may just end up getting power and glory as we journey towards the jaws of hell. It is like this. We are already citizens of the powerful kingdom of God. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, who is all-powerful and sits at the right hand of the Father and will come someday to judge the living and the dead. But the devil comes along and he speaks of a greater glitter. He says to us, you have all that good Bible stuff and that baptism and that bread and that wine things, but if you will just make a few adjustments, not really big adjustments, but just a few, then you too can strike it big. Yeah, that baptism and that Bible are pretty neat, but wouldn't you like to be an enormous church? Wouldn't you like to be the popular people in town that everyone wants to be with and wants to be like? Wouldn't you like to be a super-growing church? Well, if you just follow me and you do away with a several things, not too much of a big things, like maybe not focusing so much on that Lord's Supper, then things will really grow and go your way. After all, that eating and that drinking of Jesus' body and blood is kind of weird to most people. Yes, if you just follow me and not talk so much about those Ten Commandments because they're binding and they're old-fashioned, or that Apostles' Creed, or that Lord's Prayer, then you will rise to the top. People will want to be just like you. We can rise to the top together. Dear friends, this is the way of temptation. The tempter offers us an imitation of something that we already have. He offers us a temptation of something that we already have. It is the promises of a full belly, riches and contentment and popularity. If we just do it his way and not God's way, the devil makes promises to us for things we already have by faith in Jesus Christ. You see, the devil uses temptation as a tool to divide and conquer, to create doubt in God's promises and God's gifts. He offers a counterfeit of the very thing that we already have. Keep in mind that the devil cannot, I repeat, he cannot create anything, so he perverts everything that God has created himself. All the love and warmth and happiness and fulfillment the tempter offers is already there in front of you, waiting to be nourished. Now, we have to admit, though, that the devil is pretty clever. Pretty clever getting us to think that we are lacking and then offering us a fake substitute for something we already have. But that's how temptation works. The devil wants to fool you into putting your trust in him, to turn your back on the blessings of God, and most of all, to turn away from the gift of forgiveness and eternal life that is already yours through Jesus Christ through whom God has given us every good gift. That is what Satan tried to do with Jesus in St. Matthew's Gospel that we read today, where we hear St. Matthew writing this, 
Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Our Lord, he went to face the tempter in our place to do what we are unable to do, to face the very same trials of temptation that we do, to suffer them to the end and to the victorious place where he is the victor. Three times the devil tempted Jesus with the very temptation to lead him into sin and to turn him away from his father's promises. But in all of those temptations, Jesus held on to the promises of the father given in scripture that he really is God's son that his father really will take care of him Jesus he knew and he believed that everything the devil was offering was already his there was truly nothing the tempter could give Jesus and even though the devil made it look so enticing those temptations were only counterfeits through and through of what already belonged to the Lord and so also to you by faith in Jesus Christ. Funny, isn't it, my friends, how the devil repeats himself throughout human history, how he tempts us with what is already ours? It is the most subtle and one of the last temptations any of us would ever see coming. But remember, Satan has nothing to offer you, dear beloved saints. He has nothing to offer you except death and damnation. He has nothing for you except to turn you away from God and his gracious blessings of the forgiveness of sins that are yours through faith. The devil cannot make your wildest dreams come true or fill you with happiness, pleasure, or contentment. The greener grass is always plastic on the other side. Because in your baptism... You are made a child of God. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to look to the supposed greener grass. Temptation truly has nothing to offer you. We have everything already in Jesus Christ in our baptisms. And in him, we are given everything that God has to offer. The Lord, he gives us the gift of faith for the forgiveness of our sins. He gives us eternal life and his Holy Spirit, and he fills our lives with his real, genuine blessings and gifts. That love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all as gifts, real gifts, everlasting gifts, not counterfeit, but true And even though we still will be tempted and at times fall and fail to walk in the Lord's ways, we are graciously reminded from the reading in Hebrews this, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in help. Find grace to help in time of need. Jesus, he knows what it is to be tempted as we are. And in love for you, he overcame that temptation when we could not. So that he could be your savior and that you could approach his throne of grace with confidence to receive forgiveness for all of your sins and all of your failures, no matter how deeply you have walked into the temptations with your open eyes, there's forgiveness in Christ. 
There's hope and everlasting in Christ, which are all for you. And this throne of grace is right here in this church, my friends, where you will receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. In this church is where you are filled to overflow with his real gifts of grace and forgiveness. And as you are filled, you are so equipped with every good thing to resist the tempter and his tools of temptation. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.